1: I will arise and go forth to the house of
0: my young, house of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic Roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International.
1: Shalom, I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, the Melchizedek priesthood. This is part one of the series. So, what is the Melchizedek priesthood? The Melchizedek priesthood is a part of the government of God. The God of Israel has a kingdom, and God the Father is the king of his kingdom. And the Father has an agent who administers the duties of his kingdom, and that is the job task of Yeshua the Son. and so the father is the king of his kingdom, but he has a government that rules and reigns with him. and Yeshua is the head of that government. And as being the head of that government, Yeshua also himself is a king and he's the king of kings. and the Melchizedek priesthood is his title in his role as being a king, a priest, and a firstborn of heaven's kingdom. And so when we have a kingdom, what are the component parts that will make up the kingdom of the God of Israel? So we need a king, but then we have and need, a way to run that kingdom. We need a constitution. And so what is the constitution of the kingdom of the God of Israel. He runs his kingdom according to his Torah. So the father is the king of his kingdom and he runs his kingdom according to his Torah and he gives the administration to run that kingdom over to Yeshua who is the son of the father and Yeshua has the title of being the king over his father's kingdom. He's also the high priest over his father's kingdom, and he is in the position of firstborn over his father's kingdom as well. So in order to have a kingdom, you need a king, you need a government, the structure is the Melchizedek priesthood, you need a rule of law, that's the Torah, and you need a place in order to rule. And so the place where the God of Israel rules is in his universe that he created. He's the king of the universe. And the Bible says that the earth is his footstool and his domain is the universe that he creates and he rules over. And then he also needs a people through whom he's going to govern. And the name of this people is the nation of Israel. And so this is how the kingdom of God is structured. And this teaching is is going to give you a detailed explanation regarding how his government operates. And so the authority element of his government is called the Melchizedek priesthood. And the first thing we're going to share with you is that Yeshua is the father's agent who administers his kingdom, and he's over His the universe of his father, and he's over the earth as well. And so we're going to see that Yeshua has the office of king, priest, and firstborn, which are the offices associated with the Melchizedek priesthood. So in the Sanchino, Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 238, it explains the following. I will make king Messiah a firstborn, as it says, and then there's a quote from psalm 89 and verse 27 if you're looking at a king james bible in a jewish published bible it's psalm chapter 89 and verse 28 which reads and i will appoint him firstborn in midrash Rabbah exodus nineteen-seven, we also have the quotation teaching that king messiah will be a firstborn sanctify unto me all the firstborn. Exodus chapter 13, verse 1. Rabbi Nathan said, The Holy One, blessed be, he told Moses, Just as I have made Jacob a firstborn, for it says Israel is my son, my firstborn. Exodus chapter 4, verse 22. So will I make King Messiah a firstborn, as it says, and then this is quoting from Psalm 89, verse 28 in a Jewish published Bible, and I will appoint him firstborn. And the King James, it's Psalm 89, verse 27. We can see that in Yeshua's birth in this world that he was the firstborn son of his parents. Luke chapter 2 and verse 7. And she that is Mary brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Yeshua is the firstborn of many brethren. And this is a reference to his office uh, and his role of being the firstborn in the kingdom of his his father. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. In other words, Yeshua is a firstborn, but there are many firstborns in the kingdom of God. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, it is said of Yeshua that he's the image of the invisible God. Yeshua is the firstborn of of every creature. And firstborn is a title of an office. It's a place of position in God the Father's kingdom. Now, Yeshua is not only heaven's firstborn, but he is also heaven's high priest. In Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1, it is written, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Messiah Yeshua. We are told the same in Hebrews chapter 4 verses 14 and 15. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Yeshua, the Son of God, let us hold our profession. For we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we yet without sin. So Yeshua is a high priest after the order of Melchizedek or after the order of the Melchizedek priesthood. In Psalm chapter 110 and verse 4, it is written, the Lord has sworn and will not repent you, referring to King Messiah, are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So regarding Yeshua and Psalm 110 verse 4, that is quoted in Hebrews chapter 7 verse 17, for he testifies regarding Yeshua that you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And we are told the same in Hebrews in chapter 6 and verse 20, whether the forerunner is with us entered, even Yeshua made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. It's explained in the Midrash Rabat to Numbers 6-2 that the firstborn also has kingship rights. Take the sum of Numbers chapter 4 verse 22 but with kings upon the throne Job chapter 36 verse 7 signifies that the Holy One, blessed be He, allotted honor to the firstborn and by them kingship should fittingly be assumed as it says but the kingdom gave he to jehoram because he was the firstborn second chronicles chapter 21 and verse 3 in the case of david it likewise says and i will appoint him firstborn the highest of the kings of the earth psalm chapter 89 and verse 27 so psalm 89 verse 27 is literally referring to king david but it's prefer- Prophetically referring to King Messiah, even Yeshua HaMashiach. So now we can see that a king of Israel can also be a firstborn. Yeshua is the king of Israel. In John chapter 1 verse 47 and verse 49 it is written, Yeshua saw Nathanael coming to him and said, Behold an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. We can see that Yeshua is not only the king of Israel, but he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Revelation chapter 19 verse 13. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. Yeshua is the word of God. John chapter 1 verses 1 and 2. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So Yeshua is the word of God. And what does it say about Yeshua, the word of God in Revelation chapter 19, verse 16? And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so Yeshua is not just any Melchizedek priest. He is the supreme Melchizedek priest, and he is unique among all Melchizedek priests in the government. Structure of the kingdom of the God of Israel. In Hebrews, in chapter 1, verse 8, it is written, but under the sun he said, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. To the Sun it was said, Your throne, O God. So Yeshua, he is Yahweh. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. And so Yeshua rules over his father's kingdom as a king, as a high priest, and he governs that kingdom in justice and in righteousness because he rules with a righteous scepter. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8 is quoting from Psalm chapter 45 and verse 6. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a right scepter. Yeshua is the Redeemer of Israel, Titus chapter 2 verse 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. So let's summarize what we've covered so far in the beginning of this teaching. We are explaining to you the Melchizedek priesthood and the government of the kingdom of of God. And so in the government of the kingdom of God, we have God the Father as being the supreme authority. And who runs his kingdom is Yeshua. And so Yeshua is the highest ranking authority among those who's ruling and reigning over the kingdom of the heavenly father. So Yeshua is a Melchizedek priest. And what we're going to see, given that he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords, that in the Melchizedek priesthood, it consists of the offices of king, priest, and firstborn. So Yeshua is the supreme king priest priest, and firstborn in the kingdom of the heavenly father, but there are those that are ruling and reigning with Yeshua. They also are Melchizedek priests, and they also have the office of king, priest, and firstborn. So in looking at Yeshua and who he is, we saw scripturally that Yeshua is heaven's firstborn, and the firstborn has priestly duties and kingship rights. Yeshua is high priest, of his father's kingdom, and he is also the king of kings of his father's kingdom. And what we are going to see is the responsibilities of being a king-priest firstborn in the kingdom of the God of Israel, to be a part of his government. One who has the position of firstborn high priest and king is able to rule and reign in the kingdom of God over others. And one of his duties in this office is to be a kinsman redeemer. And a kinsman redeemer in Hebrew is Goel. And what we're going to see is Yeshua gets tested and he's found faithful to be a faithful son over his father's kingdom. We see this in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, you are my son this day? have I begotten thee. So in the kingdom of the heavenly father, there's different classes of entities. And one of the classes is the angelic class and Yeshua is not in that angelic class. And so in Psalm in chapter two and verse six, it is written, yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. So Yeshua is regarded as being a faithful son over his father's kingdom, and he sits on a throne, and that throne is in the heavenly Jerusalem, which is called Mount Zion, as we can see in Psalm chapter 2 and verse 6, that Yeshua's throne is in the New Jerusalem on Mount Zion. Psalm chapter 48 and verse 2. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. And so Mount Zion is the city where the king's throne and where he rules and reigns from. And who rules and reigns there is the son. Psalm chapter 2 verse 7. I will declare the decree. The Lord said unto me you are my son this day have i begotten thee so yeshua is a faithful son he's a king and he's a faithful son to administer the kingdom of his father hebrews chapter 1 verse 5 it is written unto which of the angels said he at any time i will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son this is a quote from psalm 89 verse 26, he will cry unto me, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. So when you are faithful to do the duty and task of the heavenly father, you have the name and the title of being his son. So being the son of God refers to be being faithful to the father in your tasks and your responsibilities within the kingdom of God. And so we can see that Yeshua is a faithful son to his father over his own house or over his own people that's been given to him of the father. And what's the name of that people? It's the house of Jacob. It's the nation of Israel. Hebrews in chapter three, verses one and two, and then verses five and six, it is written wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the high priest of our Profession, Messiah Yeshua, who was faithful to him that appointed him, who appointed him, the father, also as Moses was faithful in all his house. And Moses was faithful in all his house as a servant. So Moses was given a task to do. He was given the task to go to Pharaoh and to tell the elders of Israel that the God of Israel was going to redeem his people. And Moses was to be a shepherd and a leader of the people in being an agent that the God of Israel was going to use in this redemption and as being an agent Moses had the, the place and the position of being a servant of God but we're told in Hebrews in chapter 3 verse 6 but Messiah as a son over his own house and so who's over the house of Jacob that is Yeshua and and so we can see this in Luke in chapter 1 and verses 32 and 33, as it is written And he shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he, that is Yeshua, shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And so Yeshua is to rule over the 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 people of the heavenly father in his kingdom, the name of the people of the kingdom of the heavenly father is the nation of Israel or the house of Jacob. And the heavenly father has appointed Yeshua to be over that house to be faithful over that house to be the king over that house to be the high priest over that house to be a faithful firstborn over that house and so in his faithfulness he's called the son of his father in john chapter 9 in verses 35 through 37 it is written yeshua heard that they had cast him out and when he had found him he said do you believe on the son of god and he answered and said who is he lord that i might believe on him and yeshua said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he that talks with you. Yeshua is the Son of God. John chapter 20 verse 31 it is written, but these are written that you might believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, he's the Son of God, and that in believing you might have life through his name. So one of the duties and the responsibilities of a Melchizedek priest in the government of the heavenly father within his kingdom is you are to teach the the people in the kingdom, the ways of the heavenly father, which is his Torah. So everyone in his kingdom is to be taught the Torah and there to live the Torah. And then if there's anyone that departs from the heavenly father's rules of the house, departs from the Torah, then a faithful Melchizedek priest, a faithful son, his job is then to, if the situation calls for it to lay down his life to bring restoration and reconciliation of the family on behalf of the heavenly father and so yeshua testified to the jews in john chapter 10 verses 11 and verse 14 that he is the good shepherd over the sheep of the nation of israel or the house of jacob yeshua said i am the good shepherd and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. And then Yeshua states in John chapter 10 verse 15, as the father knows me, even so know I the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Then Yeshua goes on to explain that there's no greater love than for one to lay down his life for the benefit of somebody else. So the highest way that you, follow the Torah is love. Love is the highest form of following the Torah. And the highest form of love is to give up your life for the benefit of somebody else and to restore them and bring them back under the Father's rule and reign and authority. So that's why Yeshua said in John chapter 15 verse 13, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life, for his friends. So when Yeshua died on the tree at his first coming, that one of the reasons for him doing this was he was redeeming the firstborn. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, the Melchizedek priesthood. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.